Whoa, 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 it's podcast, you know, don't ever say it's not so, it's podcast, you know, yeah, you know it is podcast, and you are on the hottest, sexiest podcast in town, it's the Harland Highway, what a show, we got uh, some special guests dropping by today, we're going to be making a call to a bookstore. Um, we're going to talk about laughing at AIDS. What? We're going to be talking about sea creatures, life on Earth. It's all here. It's full of life. It's the Harlan Highway! <laughs> you just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harlan Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harland Highway. Hi, Harlan. I'm Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm your friend. Riding down the Harland Highway. I'm not your daddy. Mm. Hey, Harlan. This is uh, Andy from Traverse City, Michigan. Northern Michigan. Loving the show. Loving the podcast, man. Uh, you're cracking me up every day I listen to it. Uh, just wondering when you're going to... Uh, finally record your little footage with your cleaning lady there uh she sounds pretty hot like to hear some action harlan thanks bud hey this is harlan williams and you are listening to the uh, harlan highway you're here with me and uh really cool topic today uh i've always been wondering um what it would be like excuse me hello (laughs) hi oh uh... (laughs) well Rosa Louisa. Hi. I, I was just popping in to say hello. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, uh, yeah, I guess uh, it's kind of late. The cleaning lady's here, folks. Uh, I'm in the middle of a uh, podcast, though. Can I say hi to everyone? Uh, hi. Yeah, why don't you do that? And then, uh, you know, I got to get back to it. So uh, this is Rosa Louisa, the cleaning lady here at the studio. Hi, Harlan's fans. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Uh Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. working a little late, uh, later than usual, so I'll be out of here in about an hour. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm going to be here for another hour too. So I just, okay. I, I don't know if you wanted to come downstairs right after you're finished, or even before you're finished. I'm going to be down the cafeteria. W- what do you mean? I, well, everyone else is gone, so I kind of got stuck with the dirty, dirty stuff tonight. So I'm going to be down, like just washing the tables and. Okay. Well, you I'm. Doing a podcast, Rosa. Um, um, okay, well. Why would I come down to the cafeteria? I'm kind of busy here. Well, there's there's no one else here. I just thought that I could use some company while I'm like, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's kind of some fun stuff I have to do. I could always use some company. I, what do you, what do you I have to sponge off the tables, and I get all wet and just... I don't know. Sometimes it can be fun if you have company doing that kind of stuff. Uh, um, I have to squeegee and wash off the doorknobs. Excuse me? You're um, what? And You're doing what? I have to wash the doorknobs. Mm. Uh, is that a new uniform they, they, they've given you? <laughs> it's, it's actually the old uniform. I just, you know, I like design and stuff, so I just cut mine. Y- like, oh. I just 
cut mine in half like the shirt no one seemed to mind and i'm you know i've been walking around like this for like a week now and mm. i've actually gotten lots of compliments because the skirt like it cuts off right at my thigh and i just thought it was much more fashionable and i thought uh, that maybe you know everyone could like all those cleaning girls could dress like this is that a belly button uh, ring you've got there yeah and i got a little belly like like belt to go around it this little like zirconia silver Uh, hoop thing you like it yeah uh, yes it's very nice but uh, i gotta uh, do a podcast here so uh i i don't think i can be going down to the uh can i just can i ask you one more thing yes they have some popsicles down at the buffet special popsicle extravaganza and i was thinking that we could i don't know Uh, just like Sit down there and suck on some popsicles. Suck on some popsicles. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I guess I could. uh, No, I've really got work to do, but uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, What what are you getting at? What is it you want to do down there? Um, I don't know. I just thought that we could have some fun together. Like, what do you mean by fun? I thought we could just fuck. Uh, Rosa, if you could, uh, I, I gotta, uh... Why, you don't want to fuck me? I gotta, I gotta finish the podcast here, um... We're, uh, we're gonna t- actually take okay. a little break here, folks. Uh, we'll be, we'll be back in... Another shout-out to Harlan's fans. Just a few minutes here, uh... Wow. What floor is that cafeteria on again? <laughs> Hey everybody, Harland Williams here, and we live in a day and an age of technology, and nobody ever reads anymore, myself included. Guilty as charged, officer. Spread them. So, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get myself some good old-fashioned reading. I'm going to curl up by the fireplace with my Rottweiler and my hot cup of eggnog and read some damn books. So let's go ahead and call the bookstore and see if I can find myself some good reading material. Nick speaking. May I help you? Hi, Nick. This is Charles. Hi. Hi, how are you today? I'm well. How are you doing? Excellent, thanks. I was wondering, do you have any Curious George books? Yeah, sure. We, we must. What are some of the titles? I'm looking for Curious George. Oh, hold on here. Thanks. Who's the author, Ray? The author, I'm not sure. I think it's Ray. R-A-Y. It's Ray, R-E-Y. And yes, we've got Curious George. What Curious is... George and the Bunny. Curious George. Well, we're out of the rocket book. Curious George and the Kite we have on order. Jeff, Curious George goes to the zoo? To the zoo? No, no. We, we have Curious George gets a medal. Mm. Curious George takes a job. Takes a what? Job. Oh, I thought you said something else. Do you have any by Curious George? No, Curious George didn't read or write. I mean by Curious. As in, you know. So, do you want to come in and uh, buy some Curious George books? I sure would. What time are you open till? 9.30. And your name? My name is Nick. Look for Charles at 8 o'clock. 
in the kids section. Hey, Harlan, it's me again. Listen, you said that you're interested in making me laugh, but honestly, I just found out that my friend has AIDS, and I've been laughing at it, like, nonstop. Um, and I'm not sure that you can top that. But I don't know why it's funny. Like, it shouldn't be funny. You're for, oh, I have AIDS. What the fuck? Is that bad or wrong? Anyway, I figured if anybody would know, it would be you. And I'm, like, constantly listening to, you know, what you have to say anyway. So, anyways, let me know. Call me back. Okay, bye. Did you say AIDS? <laughs> AIDS! Wow. <laughs> okay, dude, listen. Uh, not funny that your friend has AIDS. Not funny that anyone has AIDS. There's there's no humor to be had in AIDS. Although, I got to say, it would probably be a, a uh, happier world if we could just laugh at horrible ailments. If maybe the uh, human emotion center went to a place that was happy instead of sad. You know, it's like, uh, Mr. Jackson, you have terminal cancer. Oh, my God. Yes, uh, I'm afraid you only have four months to live. Oh, can you give me five? Right? Imagine if it was like, uh, Mrs. Johnson, I'm afraid you have leukemia. What? Leukemia. <laughs> That's a good one. Tell me again. You have leukemia? <laughs> um, but that's not the way it works. But I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psycho. I'm not anything that starts with FSA, P-H-S-Y-H or whatever it is. I don't have a degree in PSA. But... I think sometimes when uh, there's trauma, there's bad news, uh, there's uh, pain, painful events, sad events, sometimes I think uh, the human mind goes into reverse psychology mode. And maybe the human mind doesn't want to accept the inevitable. They don't want to accept the pain and the suffering and the death that can, uh, you know, come part and parcel with a terminal illness. And my only guess here is, and I'm not a professional, but my guess here, sir, son, young fella, is that, uh, you know, the mind reverses itself, and in order to cope with the trauma, instead of grieving, instead of being sad, you uh you laugh you find comfort you uh find relief from the pain you uh you find a way to not have to deal with that immediate reality and so the uh the mind laughs maybe it's uh, it's out of uh, nervousness maybe it's out of a lack of knowing what to do or how to respond maybe it's some kind of uh protective device, psychological mechanism. But um, it happens, man. 
listen, I'm sure you're not laughing at your friend having AIDS. You're just laughing because your your mind can't get around the enormity of ha- someone having AIDS. I remember I was at a funeral once, and uh, it was obviously uh, of a loved one. It was a relative. And I was sitting there, and there was so much grieving around me. There was people crying, and it was depressing, and there was a a casket laying up at the front of the church. With a, There was the body of my uncle. And it was just so, like, seeing everyone so down and upset. And and, and I, I actually started, like, cracking jokes and laughing. And I, 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 I kind of went what you're going through. And in my mind, I'm like, is this inappropriate? But but then I was almost like, I'm not going to let death win here. Death doesn't get the last laugh on my great uncle. I remember my uncle. I remember fishing with my uncle. I remember my uncle laughing and singing and telling stories. I'll be damned if death is going to spoil the memories of me with my uncle. Okay, he's gone. I accept that. Sad. But somehow I had to inject levity and laughter into a dire situation in order to cope. You see what I'm saying? And so the announcement of your friend having AIDS uh, maybe sent you into that mode, and it was your way of coping. It was your coping mechanism because your mind probably scrambled the minute you heard it. Your mind probably fizzled. Your mind couldn't compute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. This is my friend. My my friend doesn't get AIDS. My friend's not going to die. My friend's not going to go through the painful, horrible death that AIDS is. <laughs> no way. <laughs> right? And and uh you know, don't don't take it as being insensitive or uh or not caring. But I think maybe the laughter is a coping mechanism. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of other people out there with a similar story. They uh, they go to that place in order to deal because they don't want to look at the alternative of, to laughter, which is sadness, depression, glim, grim, you know. So there, there's my, uh, there's my um, hip pocket explanation. I do not have a degree. Okay. That's the best I can do for you. I hope it gives you, (laughs) for what it's worth, if you value my opinion, I hope it gives you uh, some solace. I hope it gives you uh, maybe some comprehension, some understanding, if I'm right. I don't know. This is my theory. Now, if there's any specialists out there or professionals who can explain why we sometimes laugh at tragedy better than what I'm doing, please call in 323-215-1486. Or how about if you've been in a situation where something horrible has happened or been announced or declared and you went into humor mode, you went into laughter mode, kind of like our AIDS friend here, or me with my dead uncle. Uh, I, I bet it's happened to others. We'd like to hear your story. If you want to share, um, p- 
please let us know and maybe somehow uh, tell us why you were laughing and maybe it will give some credence, some validation to what I just said to uh, Mr. AIDS giggle over here. I just found out that my friend has AIDS and I've been laughing at it like nonstop. <laughs> so there you go. Give us a call, 323-215-1486. And if while you're dialing your phone, your finger breaks and it snaps in half and blood starts spurting out all over the place and you die, well then... <laughs> Hey everybody, Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway with you and I just gotta tell you, I saw something really weird the other day. I don't even know if I should tell you. I don't want you to think I'm weird, but I was over at Staples, you know, the office supply store, and I went into the pen aisle. You know, they got a whole aisle just filled with dozens and dozens and hundreds and thousands of pens, and I I saw a bunch of squid and a bunch of octopi sucking on the pens, sucking the ink right out of the pens. Is that legal? Is that is that considered shoplifting? Do they have a problem? Do they have a drinking problem? I went to say something and they they squirted ink on me and disappeared. I, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but it feels good. Ah, the critters of the deep, right? Have you ever watched one of those uh, those shows about underwater stuff, like fish and sharks, and then they just kind of go deeper and deeper into the ocean, and the deeper they get, the more kind of weird and eerie it gets. Everything gets dark, and then they go like really, really deep, like you know, twenty eight miles down. And, and and you get to the bottom, and it's just barren, and, and weird fish kind of swimming in and out of the light, like albino fish. They're all white, and eels, and white crabs. And then they get right to the bottom where, where there's still, like, uh, heat, extreme heat oozing out from the Earth's crust, and, and it's full of uh, sulfur and chemicals and... Who knows what else? I mean, it's the most uninhabitable place you could ever imagine. There's no way you could imagine life exists two miles beneath the the ocean, pitch black, cold. I mean, it's, it's almost like being on the moon. It's like being on another planet. And yet down in the murky depths of the ocean, sure as crap, there's like little crabs and these uh, things they call tube worms. These these kind of weird, uh, elongated. They look like uh, long uh, long tubes with like flowery kind of tentacles coming out of the top. And it turns out these things are alive. And there's little shrimp swimming around them, and it's just amazing. 
the, the areas of the planet that you can find life. You know? I mean, think about the Antarctic, right? Think about seals and polar bears and critters living in places where there should be nothing there. Okay, seal, so you're fat, you're blubbery, we get it, but are you really having a good time sitting on the ice at minus 75 degrees? Is that really what? And what kills me, you ever watch the nature shows? They just lay there, right? They just lay out on the ice. Uh, It's it's like a person laying on a beach. They couldn't look more content. They're just rolling on their back. They just popped out of the ocean, which is floating with icebergs. It's like 29 zillion degrees below zero. They're just like, pop, pop out, roll on your back, get out of the freezing water and lay on ice. And yet they make it look like they couldn't be happier, like they're, they're at a resort or something. It's incredible. Everywhere you go, there's life. You ever, you ever uh, when you were a kid, and I always found this fascinating, you're, you're beachcombing, maybe your first time ever at a beach, um, and you're walking along the beach, and you come to a little tidal pool, there's a little, uh, you know, a little place where the, at one point the tide was in and the water was crashing over the rocks, but then when the tide goes out, all that water gets trapped in a little pool in the rocks. And you think, oh, great, a puddle. And then you walk up and you look in the so-called puddle and there's like starfish and sea urchins and fish and sea cucumbers and sea anemones, and it's just this thing's bristling with life, this little tidal pool. And you're just like, good God. There's life everywhere. Every Everywhere you go, there's something living. Out in the desert, you ever watch those uh, documentaries on TV? You know, it's like 7 million degrees. And you're like, no way. Nothing lives here. And then all of a sudden, like a beetle runs across or a lizard or some ants. There's something. There's always something there, you know. I don't think there's a place on earth you can go and just go, ah, no life. Oh, excellent. This is what. Now, this is a vacation. Just scorched earth, no life. Love it. There's always something, whether it's a bug or an ant or a bird, a reptile, an amphibian. I remember uh, I was uh, out on a road trip not too long ago, and uh, I went out. I saw this old windmill sitting in a farmer's field, okay? And I thought that'd be a nice thing to photograph. You don't see the old uh, windmills much anymore. And I was like, oh, how nostalgic, the old west. So I jump out of the truck, and me and my friend, and we go running up to this old windmill. And at the bottom of the windmill is an an old, like, uh, tank of water. Not a tank, but a tub. You know, they they leave an open tub for the cows to drink out of, you know, the cattle, that's that's actually the purpose of those windmills. I always wondered what the hell a windmill was for. 
And what I realize is that the windmill has a kind of a pipe going into the earth. And when the wind blows, the pipe goes up and down and it's kind of like an oil derrick. And it uh, siphons water out of the ground and trickles it into this tub so the cows can drink. There you go. You just learned something from the kid. So anyways, <laughs> I'm taking pictures of this windmill, and I look down into the water of this, uh, you know, this tub. This thing's got a circumference of about, I don't know, maybe it's it's in a circle, and it's maybe like uh, eight feet around, and the thing's about maybe three and a half feet deep, and it's been there forever. You know, it's kind of an abandoned farmyard. And there's like, uh, you know, some grass growing in the bottom and some water plants. And uh, I look down into the bottom of this old thing, which is still, you know, leveled off with water. And I see something moving. And I look down and in the bottom of this, this thing in the middle of nowhere is about a, probably about a six inch newt. Now, I don't know if all of you know what a newt is, but it looks like a salamander, but it's kind of an aquatic salamander. And I'm like, wait a minute, how the hell did this thing get here? Because, you know, the walls of this tub, like I said, three and a half, four feet high. I don't know that a newt can crawl up the side of a metal tub. How does that happen? I mean, this 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 is an aquatic, uh, like a, an amphibian. It looks like a salamander. I, I can't imagine the thing crawling across the prairies to find this this uh, tub of water in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, what the? How did it get here? It made me wonder if it just evolved in that environment. Like life just took its course and it was just water and somehow an, a critter evolved. Because it obviously could have burrowed through the metal because if it did, there'd be a hole in the tub and there'd be no water in the tub. So somehow this thing must have climbed up the side. I don't know. It was a mystery, but it's just like anywhere you look, there's life. You ever been in a river or in your backyard and you flip over a rock or an old piece of wood? Do you know how much life is under there? It's like there's spiders, there's worms, there's bugs, there's beetles, there's ants, there's ticks. It's just amazing. Life, life, life. So where's this conversation going? Well, it makes me believe there's got to be life somewhere else in that galaxy out there. Do you believe? Do you believe there's life out there? I don't know. I just don't know. There's life here on the Harlan Highway, and uh, you know what? Let me uh, let me tell you about some really fun life. We have finally got a website up for the Harlan Highway. Uh, get yourself to Harland William, uh, harlandhighway.com. Harlandhighway.com, where uh, we've got a, a website up dedicated to the podcast here. Um, we've got some clips. We've got some uh, some photos of our cast that hang out here on the show. Um, we've got all kinds of stuff. The, the website's new. We're just building it. But uh, if you visit it, um, you know, you can check it out. 
see what we got going there. And uh, we also have another website for my indie movie called Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face. Um, and that website is fudgefilm.com, fudgefilm.com. And you can go and learn all about my independent movie, uh, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face. You can look at the cast. You can look at the crew. You can look at some, uh, I actually have some footage of a UFO up on there that I filmed. Or is it a UFO? You decide. Got some deleted scenes from the movie, all kinds of stuff. So two cool new websites, harlandhighway.com and fudge, fudgy film, uh, what is it? Fudgefilm.com. God, I've got so many websites, I'm going berserk. Everything's dot com. Good Lord. Indian people should put the word calm beside the little dot in the middle of their forehead, huh? Wouldn't that be fun? Hello, my name is com. Right? That'd be a fun little uh, gimmick, a little uh, graphic for the front of your face. I think those little dots on their foreheads are called bindis or something like that. They're cute as hell. I actually had an Indian friend who let me put one on once. <laughs> kind of fun. But wouldn't that be funny if it's just a little red dot and then it said dot .com beside it? I don't know. <laughs> Could be fun. Could be insulting. I don't know. It's just a visual, folks. Um, so there you go. Uh, I think we're uh, kind of at the end of our show for today. I know it's sad. If you want to listen to it uh, on your phone, go to Stitcher.com. You can download the uh, the application or the app, as the hipsters are saying, for free. And uh, you can listen to the Harlan Highway for free on your cell phone, on your BlackBerry, on your iPhone, on your old can of soup with the string sticking out of it. Um. Hope you had a good time here today. We had a blast. I had a blast. Um, love bringing the show to you guys. Uh, keep the calls coming. Uh, you know, we had some calls earlier in the show. We got them on the air. Please feel free to call and leave a message or a story or a stupid comment. Whatever you want. Uh, the number is 323-215-1486. And uh, until next time, my friends, keep on laughing, but only at the funny stuff. Chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs>